Hello, and welcome to another edition of From the Newsroom with the Holland Sentinel. I am reporter Arpan Lobo, and today I'm joined, as always, by our managing editor, Audra Gamble. And Audra, we are here to talk Super Tuesday. We have so much to catch up on. We do. Today it is Wednesday, uh, uh, March 4th? 4th. 4th. Uh, if you're listening to this, and it, uh, is, it might be a bit later. Yeah, but. just a little before 11 a.m. in case a certain <laughs> someone drops out after right. we've recorded this podcast. Right. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but for right now, we'll talk about what has kind of uh, happened since yeah. we last uh, convened. Uh, and I mean, been there's a lot. been, yeah, there's been so much. Oh, my goodness. It's been a lot. So let's let's take a few days back. Let's right. Go, let's go Saturday. Okay. Set the scene. All right. South Carolina. What happened? <laughs> so much. <laughs> Um, So South Carolina was a really pivotal state um, for Vice President Joe Biden to win. He really kind of put all of his his cards on a really good showing in South Carolina, and he managed to pull it off. In emphatic fashion. Right. It wasn't necessarily close race. Um, Biden took, I think, over half or close to half. Yeah, it was not not a super small margin for sure. It was called fairly early after polls closed. Um, So he was doing extremely well. He did extremely well in South Carolina, and that kind of led to a decision um, for a lot of candidates, because at that point, the field was still a bit wider. Um, Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, was the frontrunner at that point, based off of an extremely strong showing in Nevada. But going into South Carolina, Biden's showing forced other moderate candidates like Pete Buttigieg, uh, former mayor of South Bend, and Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar to uh, reconsider their campaigns and so as well as tom steyer tom steyer i um, forgot about i know it's been such a crazy few days um who also you know spent pretty heavily in in south carolina and had quite a few you know field offices and and employees on the ground knocking on doors but he still didn't really see any you know any result from from all of that money so um he dropped out first and then it was kind of this domino effect right of of um mayor pete and then senator amy klobuchar and just this morning um after the super tuesday results that we'll delve into mike bloomberg is also out of the race right and uh one theme that's happened with at least uh not tom steyer but the other ones that have dropped out before the ones who dropped out before super tuesday Judge and klobuchar they threw their support behind joe biden correct and it, as well as some other people um, right, including Beto O'Rourke. o'rourke and and mike bloomberg mike bloomberg yes just this morning and now the important thing about that or the apparent thing this seems like the dnc finally decided or maybe the the larger figures in the dnc kind of decided okay we're going to coalesce around joe biden we think he's the best foot forward to go forward or best uh candidate to go forward in november there were concerns i i i guess with um bernie sanders's viability in november i i'm not sure if those are founded but Well, and there have been some um, rumors, conversations going on behind the scenes. People are kind of asking questions about, well, did Barack Obama finally put his thumb on the scale? You know, did he make phone calls to some of these candidates? What was the the deciding factor with with some of these people? Because some of these candidates had, you know, particularly Mike Bloomberg and Tom Steyer, they had all the money in the world to spend. um, So they certainly didn't have to make a decision, you know, like Kamala Harris did. Um, earlier on saying, you know what, we really just can't fund this anymore. It was more of a, you know, kind of now's the time to unite the party and stop splitting the vote kind of a conversation rather than, well, you know, I'm out of money. I can't 
put more gas in the campaign bus. Right. And um, we know from the New York Times reporting that on Sunday evening, uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden did speak with Pete Buttigieg. He didn't commit to an endorsement then, but then the next morning he came out and endorsed him. And then Monday night he was in Dallas, uh, or he was in Texas, um, speaking with Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke. It was uh, um, to endorse Joe Biden. And so that ended up leading into a lot of uh, a late surge right before Super Tuesday, and it ended up paying off for Joe Biden. Yeah, that timing was was totally clutch for the Biden campaign. Right. They won uh, the majority of the delegates. Not a, quite a blowout, but a significant portion, yeah. and now he is the clear front runner and the, this the, So this is kind of that moment where we all say, everybody hang on. It's not just about the states that you win. It's not just about the popular vote that you win. We're playing a delegate math game now at this point. So um, just a little bit of a rundown, because I know that these results were coming in pretty late for some of these states, and I'm sure everyone has lives. <laughs> so here's here's the rundown of results. Um, Joe Biden has won Alabama, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Massachusetts, and Texas. Bernie Sanders has won Vermont, Colorado, Utah, and California. Vermont is, of course, his home state. Maine at this point is still too close to call uh, between the two of them. And then um, American Samoa went for Mike Bloomberg. That's the only place that he won. Um, and and just so you guys are aware, there are still quite a few delegates up for grabs um, just in terms of, you know, early voting that still needs to be counted and not all of the precincts are fully in, even though it's, you know, the next morning, um, especially in California and Texas. There's just so many votes there that it takes a while to get everything counted. So as of right now, which is around 11 a.m. on March 4th, here's our total delegate count. And just as a reminder to clinch the nomination, you need 1,000. 991 delegates. So here's where we're at right now. Joe Biden is in the lead with 453 delegates. Bernie Sanders is next with 382. Then Warren with 50. And now we're getting into the people that have dropped out. We have Mike Bloomberg with 44. Pete Buttigieg with 26. Amy Klobuchar has seven. And Tulsi Gabbard, who is still in the race, has one delegate. And that came from the American Samoa vote. Just a little bit of a fun fact uh, Mike Bloomberg is estimated to have spent around $500 million so far in the race. He has committed more money to Joe Biden's campaign now, still going to buy a lot of ad time, still, you know, his his organization and all of the people he has employed is now going to shift over in theory. But assuming that $500 million amount is roughly accurate for those 44 delegates, he spent $11.36 million per delegate. That's a big oof. <laughs> Well, it doesn't really put a dent in his wallet. Oh, uh, so well, yeah. I mean, hey. You do what you want yeah. when you're popping. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg is certainly popping financially. So, so he'll be go. okay. Yeah. I, I have no sympathy for Mike Bloomberg's <laughs> bank account. Um, yeah, so I did want to mention the the two big delegate pri- – I mean, every delegate is important, but the two big delegate prizes last night were California and Texas. California has 415 delegates up for grabs. Texas has 228. And those winners were different. So California, that winner was Bernie, and for Texas, that winner was, was Biden. However – they weren't like massive blowout wins. Um, so both candidates will be picking up a significant number of delegates from each of those states because right. it's it's not 100% proportional because the delegates only go to candidates that have met a 15% threshold, but it is not winner take all. So it's not like a total loss if you come in second place. Right. And um, 
I was, I was paying attention to the uh, the reporting last night, and yet Texas was called, I think, with about forty percent of the vote in. Yeah, it was it was a while before Texas um, was called, and it was going you know depending on um, a lot of the counties in the southern part of Texas went for Bernie Sanders. Um, he obviously, um, based off his Nevada showing, showed that he has strong Latino support, and that showed in Texas that right. he, he was able to kind of uh, keep keep things relatively close. But in more of the in more counties and in more northern counties further away from the the borders and further away from major cities joe biden cleaned up house um and he was able to kind of winning texas was huge for him because i think he knew i think the biden campaign felt good about the southern states your alabamas your oklahomas your your tennessees and then he was buoyed by senator klobuchar's endorsement in minnesota um his win in massachusetts was a little surprising right um maybe not the win was surprising but maybe the fact that he he kind of won handedly, right? Um, yeah, and and just as a reminder that Massachusetts is Elizabeth Warren's home state, and she got third. Um, it's generally kind of a, a tough pill to swallow when you don't win your home state. Uh, so that was you know a little bit of a an embarrassment for the Warren campaign to not not only not win but to come in a pretty distant third. Right. Um, as as we as we go forward with with Elizabeth Warren's campaign, we'll see. How how much longer she stays in? This yeah. seems like it's a, it's a zero-sum game for her because the delegate math just does not add up. There doesn't seem to be a path forward for her. Yeah, so... She does have a... One of the things that she's taken a lot of criticism for, early in the campaign, she vowed, she said, I wouldn't take any PAC money. I'm not taking any money from super PACs. Um, and recently, it was found that she has a $9 million super PAC. But she she does, yeah, I mean, she does have quite a bit of money, particularly after really strong showings in the last two debates. There were quite a few um, reports of, you know, really significant new new donations to her campaign. So I don't think she necessarily, you know, is in that situation where she's totally strapped for cash and is going to have to drop out because of that. But you're right, the the delegate math is definitely against her. Um, Well, it, it doesn't add up. And, you know, for Warren, who's... He's, I would say, the second most progressive candidate in this race behind Senator Sanders. For her, we, we just saw, you know, the centrist. Right, um, this coalition kind they, of they being kind of, built. They consolidated. They formed this, like, centrist Voltron, you know. And, like, as we as we go forward, they, they got behind their guy, mm-hmm. you know. For Elizabeth Warren, I you know, I don't want to say that, oh, she has to drop out and endorse Bernie Sanders because maybe that's not what she wants to do. But, but that is what Donald Trump told her to do. He called her selfish for staying in, in the race. I'm sure Donald for Trump, what that's worth. <laughs> I'm sure Donald Trump's enjoying the, this watching entire, this happen. Uh, sure. Primary. Well, although but I, I, I would say that for from her standpoint, it might just kind of be time to reevaluate. Reevaluate. Yeah. I, I think that at this point, she's if she it wants to be an advocate for these progressive items because there is not there is a clear shift between what her policy items are and what joe biden's policy items are sure her argument as to why she should be getting votes instead of bernie sanders is that oh i can get this stuff done but they're largely the same plans she's in favor of eliminating a lot of student debt eliminating uh medical debt expanding uh health care or medicare for all these are things that she shares in common with bernie sanders if they're 
getting the same uh, if they're splitting votes that it might be you know a better choice for her interests if for her policy interests to get behind senator sanders if she's not doing that it only goes to help joe biden i will say though that elizabeth warren has events planned in michigan later this week she also started her speech last night with my name is elizabeth warren i'm the woman that's going to beat donald trump i mean there hasn't been any sort of you know real clear indication that she is at that reevaluating state so we'll see we're kind of waiting to see if she will still be um, in the race when michiganders go to vote next week. Right. It'll it'll be interesting. Um, I do want to talk to just a little bit about voter turnout last night. Um, one of Bernie Sanders, you know, big claim to fame is, well, he can get the young people excited and out to the polls. That 18 to 29 bracket of voters historically just doesn't vote. Um, and as a fellow 18 to 29 voter, y'all go out and vote. It's not that hard. You can do it. Um, but it's kind of easy if you live in Michigan. For real, guys, for real. Um, so it was interesting to see, um, you know, some of the exit polls last night talking about, in general, voter turnout was increased over 2016, um, which is something that perhaps Donald Trump is looking at and is possibly concerned about. But when you look at the breakdown of the ages of that voter turnout, while there was in most states, a slight increase in young voters, it was not nearly on par as the overall percentage increase. So there still weren't as many young voters um, as perhaps the Bernie Sanders campaign expected or would have liked to tout as, hey, look at this, I really did get them out to the polls. So that's something that perhaps hurt him in some of these other states that, you know, the margins were were a little closer between himself and um, Joe Biden. But it's something to kind of look at moving forward of, you know, okay, where are these states that perhaps whoever does become, you know, the the nominee for the Democratic Party might need to put in some additional legwork and get out the vote campaign events and, um, you know, targeted ads perhaps on social media that, that are specifically for younger folks to get them out to the polls in November. Right, right. And as we move on, I, I, I think that voter turnout is obviously going to be something every candidate is going to be. I mean, we, we've seen, uh, we've reported on just how the state parties for each each political party is just focused on reaching voters that aren't you know every the the, the ones that don't vote in every single election and so we'll we'll see uh, that impact going forward as we get into next week and as we get into November moving on you know we're kind of back at a spot we were maybe at this point last summer to where um, Joe Biden is a front runner I know uh, I fe- uh, it feels very much so like a little bit of deja vu cir- circle of life uh, type thing <laughs> because well as we, we've talked about it a lot this was a huge diverse uh, multiracial um, the men and women we had we had the first openly gay candidate we uh, had Pete people Buttigieg. of multiple faiths it we was, had a huge age range was, right yeah and, and we're kind of getting into this you know and now we're like all right do you want the 77 year old white dude or do you want the 78 year old white dude you know, yeah um and we can we can talk about age too <laughs> because one candidate does tend to show his age a bit more than the other one but as we're talking about joe biden we're at this point where again he's a front runner and the concerns early on in the race about maybe his track record because he's mm-hmm. been in washington for a long time right. uh, over different periods and he's taken some flack Sure. Over issues like his stances on Social Security. That's something the Bernie campaign really goes after him for. 
his stance on the Iraq war, which is something every campaign has gone after him for. Well, yeah, um, I mean, this is when you're when you've been in D.C. for this long, you have those votes that you can either rely on or you can be attacked for, mm-hmm. which you nece- you couldn't necessarily do for, you know, Mayor Pete or Mike Bloomberg, where they're newcomers to the game. But the the field has narrowed, even if you're including Senator Warren into it. All of these people have have vote records that can be held against them in a debate or in a general election. Right. And uh, another thing, too, with, with Joe Biden and me, won't, it shouldn't come up until the um, general election, should he get the nomination. But the situation with his son Hunter in Ukraine, that was kind of the center of the entire uh, impeachment inquiry because Donald Trump made a phone call to Ukrainian president and was reported to, you know, I don't even. There's been so much that's going on, yeah, in so long. I don't. But it certainly even, hurt, you know, the the campaign at, at least a little bit. And you know, Joe Biden was asked about it in several debates and asked to address it. And you know, I think that the, it will be really fascinating. I think to see if any of that kind of stuff comes up in the next debate because we very may well have a two man debate next next go round. Um, so that will be really fascinating to see, you know, what they attack each other for, especially because last night in Bernie. Sanders address, he very much so said, well, I do this and the other guy did the opposite. He never, um, you know, named Joe Biden, but he said, you know, I voted for this and Joe Biden didn't and I, you know, so it was all very much so like setting up for the, the next debate and, and the, the points that he's going to, you know, have those little bites from. Right. And the Sanders campaign has released ads that they are going to be showing in Michigan that directly attack Joe Biden's right. uh, record on Social Security. So if you watch TV or frankly, if you do any thing <laughs> if you if you yeah, exist you, in michigan yeah. right <laughs> um you, you'll probably see those in some in some manner um sure. yeah speaking of that next debate now under current rule the previous rules were if you want to delegate you automatic delegate you automatically qualified now we've seen delegate winners drop out we've seen a candidate tulsi gabbard with one delegate the dnc spokeswoman came out and said last night oh of course we're going to change the rules so i doubt we're going to see tulsi uh, on the stage that's march 15th so after the michigan primary right. and a few other states the interesting thing to see leading up to that debate is will elizabeth warren will her Still campaign la- last that long because if you're bernie yeah. sanders you want elizabeth warren out. to not yet yeah, you want her gone <laughs> right, right you want her you know gone on a best case scenario, she endorses you. You know, at the very least, you just want her. Right. Off stage. Yeah. I mean, so you can have all the time you want to go after Joe Biden. Right. Um, because Elizabeth Warren has shined in these debates, particularly. I mean, she kind of she, she kind of nipped Bloomberg's campaign in the bud. It was it was you know given her showing. If if you're Bernie Sanders, you don't want to have to share that space with her. That's you true. want to be the one to be able to go after Joe Biden. We've talked about how sometimes maybe Joe Biden shows his age. He's 77, and there have been times where he's. Made made some gaffes he said the wrong words he you know the couple yeah there was this very uncomfortable moment last night where he walked out on the stage and he has his his wife um you know dr jill bryden on one side and then his sister and apparently when they were walking up they had switched their order so he introduces his wife and points to his sister and then introduces his sister and points to his wife and then had to correct it and it was this very uncomfortable you know, moment I, where he called his sister his spouse so as uncomfortable as it was i don't even think that's you know one of the major major right because you right. know they just walk and you didn't see it. that's sure, not a yeah issue. but there have been times where he's for where he's misstated what office he's running for sure. at a rally oh yeah where day, he said he was running for running senate for US yeah he said, vote joe biden for senate and there's the you know the don't vote for me vote for joe biden type thing which was very confusing sure there was 
the moment. Didn't he forget his website one time too? During a debate, yeah. that was he listed a bunch of numbers that weren't the URL. right, like to text instead it, of the number. It, it, yeah. it was tough. There was a time recently, I believe this was in I forget the state, but this was last week. Where he said he was, uh, I think, citing the preamble, and he was like, "We we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. Uh, you you know the thing. Oh, jeez, you know, yeah. You know, it's just- okay. But on the other hand, Senator Bernie Sanders is the one that had a heart attack in the middle of his presidential campaign. True, but Senator <laughs> Sanders hasn't shown, you know, and he's he came he, since then. He hasn't shown any signs of uh, slowing down. He's constantly campaigning. He definitely does, though, and I have heard this from a lot of the the you know my colleagues and. The, that 18 to, to 29 bracket he has a lot of like they call them grandpa vibes mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know he's like kind of shouting and waving his hand a lot and yeah. and i don't necessarily know that joe biden gives off that same sort of vibe though they both are you know within a year of each other i was reading an article about you know the reason bernie sanders is a jewish man from brooklyn I, I that's, mean, yeah, that's what he, he he's he got real. Like, yeah. You know? um, so <laughs> I, it, maybe people aren't familiar with that. I certainly I, wasn't. That until, certainly is a, a stereotype know. stereotype that sometimes holds true. <laughs> um, so we'll see. But just going forward to that debate and we'll we'll see, because the, the goal, again, for the Democratic Party and they, they say it at every debate, it comes up. Oh, we shouldn't be going after each other. We right. should be focused on beating Donald Trump. I mean, there there is a um, fear of, you know, they, they want the, the best candidate that has the chance to beat him however they have to be really careful that they don't do too much damage to the other that the party is not able to unite because that was a huge criticism of 2016 right right and we will see going forward as to after after it gets the nomination it'll people will have to campaign for people that they were just running in a very Which sometimes heated. gets uncomfortable um i remember in 2016 bernie sanders campaigning for hillary clinton and it was just kind of like one of those, like, oh, that that seems odd, right? You know, yeah. but it was one of the things he was able to, you know, go away. I think, he but it took to him 19, a while to, to get to that point. Well, yeah, he, there 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 were times, and he he received a lot of criticisms for, it, and we can relitigate 2016 sure. all we want. Um, <laughs> but here I, we are, I don't and think they that's don't, you know, one the person's fault, right? And a, the DNC wants to be really careful that they don't, you know, repeat the past mm-hmm. and and have a result that they're unhappy with, right? And um, you know, we, it's it's early. We're eight months away. Right, yeah, it's too, way too early. Still got to a long anything. time to go, guys. But um, the way it's trending, if you're a Republican, and I, uh, so I, someone, someone who I talked to, a member of the Michigan GOP, she she tweeted the other night. She goes like, you know, during all the Super Tuesday results, she just kept tweeting like, huh interesting interesting and she kept you know retweeting all these like videos of left-leaning uh, talking heads and their kind of discussion she just kept on you know going ah interesting interesting so i think that maybe the republican party might be happy with the situation where the democrats are taking a while to figure out their candidate yeah i mean the the more time that there is chaos and and mayhem the more time the republicans can kind of sit back and twiddle their thumbs and just watch the circus and and we get statements every single day from the from the republican (laughs) party one of the big uh kind of talking points throughout this primary has been oh bernie sanders is socialist you know republicans will call him out on that republicans think joe biden is a socialist this isn't you know this the second you get left of center that's that's what you are to them so I, i think that point's interesting but we'll see um going forward So talking about going forward, very exciting for us in the newsroom and hopefully for everyone else listening. 
Michiganders get to vote next week on March 10th. It's our turn. You might have already voted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, congratulations (laughs) if you've already voted. Um, So let's talk a little bit about what that process is and what happens if you maybe need to adjust your vote. So Michigan has 125 delegates up for grabs, which is a pretty significant number. I mean, we're no California, but you know, that's a that's a solid number. And just as a reminder, because of some legislative changes, if you are not registered to vote yet, you can register to vote the day of the election. So maybe plan ahead a little bit if you can, but if not, it's okay. And if you have not yet, you can still request an absentee ballot from your clerk's office, but you really want to get on that so that and you that have time. that has to be a local clerk, not Correct. county clerk, not secretary of state, your local city right. clerk. Yeah, your township or city clerk. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what spoiling your ballot means because now that we've had so many people drop out, it's very possible that those early birds that have voted already and turned in their ballots may have voted for Pete Buttigieg, Jamie Klobuchar, Mike Bloomberg, and now all of a sudden they're like, well, shoot, what do I do? My vote doesn't really count for for anything. So if you find yourself in that situation, Arpan, what should someone do to correct that? If they want to strike their ballot? Correct. You know, <laughs> I'm actually not sure. Oh, Why I'm so excited. Can I, can I yes. teach you? Okay, so um, if you have already submitted your absentee ballot and say you voted for Mike Bloomberg and then you woke up this morning and went, well, shoot, now I need to pick somebody else. Totally cool. You can absolutely do that. However, you need to go to your clerk's office and explain that that's what you need to do. They are more than happy to help you and will give you a new ballot so you can vote again. But you can't just show up on election day and say, hey, you know, poll worker that I'm talking to at my place of voting, this is what happened. I need to strike my ballot. Can you help me? Because the answer is going to be no. The last day to spoil your ballot is going to be Monday, March 9th. You cannot do it on election day because this is for ballots that have already been submitted absentee. And why did you ask for an absentee ballot if you can show up to your polling place on March 10th? (laughs) So that's what you need to do it beforehand. But it's not a, a, you know, really hard process you just have to go to your clerk's office in person and and ask for them to help you right and that is luckily with these new voting laws there's a lot more flexibility for voters right um people in the clerk's office may not like it yeah sorry clerk's office people you guys have Um, (laughs) had a lot of work to do this year voters do have more options now and i i I think that's a generally a good development right um i just wanted to mention too that um the presidential primary is not the only thing that's on your ballot this this um election in in our area if you live in saugatuck public schools district you have a pretty important um school millage that's on your ballot and if you live in park township there's a very controversial we've gotten so many letters to the editors so thank everybody for those about an airport millage that is also on their ballot so There's some other things in the northern half of the county as well. Um, So if you're not sure what your ballot is, you can go to the Secretary of State's website and take a look at it. We have had lots of coverage on all of those different topics. So you're welcome to check out HollandSentinel.com for some more info on those. And we will, of course, have lots of coverage on March 10th. And we'll have lots of, um, you know, trackers and things going on so that you can track, you know, what people are voting on at the county level and then also the state because we know people are pretty interested in that. All right. And uh, as we wrap up here i think going forward so we have next tuesday michigan will vote but also washington oregon yeah sorry, we're washington, kind of like idaho and north dakota not quite super tuesday but like it's it's a not insignificant like medium good tuesday right you know <laughs> not you know 
a better Tuesday yeah. than some of the earlier ones. <laughs> and then after that, the next week, we'll have Ohio and some other important states Ohio, voting Arizona, as well. Florida, right. Illinois, um, very crucial We'll states. keep on going, that, guys. That is a little bit better than our Tuesday. But, <laughs> our Tuesday it, is still good. It's, it's <laughs> solid Tuesday. In between that, we'll have that debate. So as we go forward, let's talk about Michigan. Sure. Bernie Sanders won in 2016 over Hillary Clinton, right. and which at the time was an upset. And depending on where you go, it's all over the place um, in That's terms of true. polls, in terms of what the kind of predictions are. Yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. You know, a lot of polls will focus generally on the Metro Detroit area, Wayne County, Macomb County, Oakland County, Washtenaw County. Um, but last night, um, you know, we were talking about an, um, NBC News cut away a couple of times to their reporter, Kate Snow, who was camped out in Kent County in Grand Rapids, talking to Kent County voters. And they were, you know, saying that Kent County in Grand Rapids was really going to be kind of this bellwether that they were looking at for the general election because Kent County has, you know, a really metropolitan area with Grand Rapids, but it's also, you know, in the, the West Michigan conservative belt. So it's it'll be interesting to see what those results are. And it's nice to know that some of the, the national media is, is paying attention to West Michigan as well. Right. She also got to go to Brewery Vivant. Yeah, there um, you go. She pronounced it correctly. Unlike when Chuck Todd went there, he said Brewery Vivant. <laughs> and I was disgusted. Oh, our so. fan. <laughs> Not over that, Chuck. Yeah, you sound a little salty still. Um, <laughs> anyway, like I mentioned, you know, polls are kind of all over the place right. when it turns into who's going to win Michigan. A lot of people are basing off their 2016 results where Bernie was able to win. But a recent poll I saw this morning put out by the Detroit News show that Biden had a lead and it was not an insignificant lead. So as as we kind of go forward, we've already seen uh, Elizabeth Warren has events planned in Michigan. Uh, she was in Detroit last night. She'll be in Lansing on March 6th. Um, Bernie Sanders will be in West. West Michigan on Sunday, actually, in Grand Rapids. Uh, I will be there to cover it for the Sentinel. He'll be at the Calder Plaza, Calder right? Calder Plaza okay. in downtown Grand Rapids. It's a very, um, if you're interested in going, it's not a hard location to get sure. to. Things will be crazy. The weather is supposed to be nice. It's, yeah. it's outdoor rally. Things will be crazy, probably with the amount of people traffic. But, sure. Um, uh, it's, it's not a difficult location to get to. We, you and I were talking about this last night. Will Joe Biden come to West Michigan? We don't know. That's a, lot a good of, question. We, we hope so. <laughs> we believe is a lot of his campaign voters are probably in the southeast part of the state. Sure. But he might make a stop over here. Right. We'll have to see. If he does, we'd be happy to cover it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Maybe they can come to Holland. Yeah. Hey. We have a nice civic center. Like, <laughs> Make it easy for us, right? Know, we don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> right down the street. But anyway, so as, as we look for, forward to this uh, pivotal Tuesday. <laughs> sure. Important Tuesday. Important That's what I'm going to call it now. <laughs> um, do we think that the situation after that Tuesday will be any clearer or do you think we're headed for another muddled kind of picture? That's a good question. I mean, there are quite a few delegates up for grabs. I think that it will be kind of dependent upon whether Warren makes it to important Tuesday or not. You know, that is a potential kind of hazard for Bernie Sanders. If she is still drawing votes away from him at that point, he may not have as good a showing as he hopes, um, you know, kind of similar to what he saw on Super Tuesday. So we'll kind of have to see who's left standing at that point. But it definitely will be interesting to watch. And, and even locally, you know, most recently, the city of Holland proper has swung Democratic, whereas Ottawa County as a whole has been pretty red. So we'll be looking at those breakdowns of, you know, within each municipality, you know, were there certain areas that, that kind of popped a different color than the surrounding to it. Okay. And on that note, I think we'll sign off for Audra. I am Arpan. This has been another edition of From the Newsroom with the Holland Sentinel.